This is hot, Ray. Bankman, get a sample of this. Right, we have the tools, we have talent. I collect spores, molds, and fungus. Coming to you live from the back of your favorite vintage Cadillac ambulance, it's the only show you're listening to right this very second about Ghostbusters props, costumes, cosplay, and all-around funny business. Please welcome your hosts, the one and only Dan Challens and Mark Felwell. This is Spores, Malt, and Fungus. Hello and welcome to a very special episode of the Spores Modern Fungus podcast with me, your host, Mark Feltwell. It's been a while, I know, I'm really sorry about that, but you know, life gets in the way sometimes and uh, you know, we just have to find uh, our way through. Uh, but we couldn't let the last couple of weeks go by without recording a very special episode to just go through what's been happening. We've had the Hasbro HasLab um, release that came out a few weeks ago, and also we've had the very first Ghostbusters um, Frozen Empire. I was going to say Firehouse. The Ghostbusters Frozen Empire trailer came out a few weeks ago, and I've got a bunch of really special guys that I'm sure you'll know um, talking to me about what's been going on over the last couple of weeks. You may already have realised that I'm flying solo this episode. Unfortunately, Dan can't uh, join us at the moment on the podcast, which is really sad news, but we really wish him well uh, and we hope to see him again really soon. So Dan, the seat's waiting here for you, buddy. Right, we'll get on with the episode. I've got four really special guys, which I'll introduce you in a second. This episode was recorded a couple of weeks ago, just after the uh, Ghostbusters Frozen Empire trailer was released. So sit back and I hope you enjoy. Right, so for this show, I have some very special guests. I have the one and only bearded buster, Mr. Tony Beresford. I have the curator of the Ghostbusters reference library, Stuart Thompson. I have the maker of the finest nuclear accelerators this side of the Milky Way, Mr. Proton Props, Dave Rotherham. And I have the guy who knows more about Ghostbusters props than Dan Aykroyd. What he doesn't know isn't worth knowing. Toby Cannon James. Hello, guys. How are you doing? Good evening, Mark. Not bad, thanks. There we go. Uh, right, so it's been a while since we've all seen each other um, and spoke to each other. And I think this time last year, uh, at least four of us were at uh, MCM Comic Con, rubbing shoulders. I think Stuart, you were a bit too far away for that that time, weren't you? Living yeah, up in, I didn't uh, see in you too long. Megacon. Toby, how are you doing so far? Um, yeah, I'm good. Thanks, Mark. It's uh, nice to speak to you all. Pleasure as always. So um, yeah, no, I'm pretty good. Tony, how you doing? Yeah, man, still quite buzzing from trailer drop. My Instagram hasn't stopped. Lots of new people to chat with. About 70 new followers. Oh, it's good. Oh, we'll speak about that in a bit. That sounds great. Dave, how you doing? I'm all good. Thank you, Mark. It's a pleasure. It's always uh, to see you and the boys. And um, come on here and talk, uh, talk Ghostbusters. So, yeah, I'm uh, buzzed. And last but not least, Stuart, how you doing? Yeah, good, thanks. Uh, thanks for having me back. I've just been busy with uh, the usual reference stuff after the after the trailer dropped and all the rest of it. Yes, I bet your evenings have been very busy over the last couple of days. Yeah, right, yeah. so, it, it, there has been a couple of things over the last couple of weeks, and I really couldn't, uh, couldn't not do a show over what's happened. Uh, so we'll dive straight in with uh, talking about Hasbro. And uh, the Hasbro Pools have just released uh, a Kickstarter campaign. I can't say Kickstarter. It's not really Kickstarter. Crowdfunded. It's the same thing. We all know what I'm talking about. A crowdfunded... Um, I can't think of the word now. I'll do that again. I'll edit it out. <laughs> 
Hasbro Pulse have started a crowdfunded campaign uh, for a Ghostbusters plasma series Hasbro tuna box, they call it, which is a ghost trap and a PK meter. Uh, what do we think about this, guys? Um, yeah, I mean, it, for, for the price, you're not going to beat it, are you? I haven't backed it yet. I'm still a little bit on the fence. I was, I was on the fence with the Haslab pack, didn't back it in the end, but I've got that kind of FOMO thing going on like I, I did last time. So I don't know, I'll see. I'll, you know, payday's on Wednesday, so maybe I'll throw some money at it. But The uh, good thing is you don't have yeah, to pay I mean, for it straight away. Yeah, I mean, there is that. But yeah, I mean, for the price, it looks pretty cool. You know, it's, it sounds like it's going to have some good functionality that, you know, we're looking at uh, watching the round table thing they did um, the other day. It sounds like they've taken some of the community feedback on board already. Um, so I think they're, they're changing how the pedal works. So it's one press for open, then another press to close the track, which is good. Um, so yeah, it sounds like they're kind of listening to what, what the fans are saying. Yeah, they want out of these, these bits of kit. So yeah, it's good. Certainly they does actually, look good looking uh, at some of the pictures. They actually uh, mentioned that on the launch, didn't they? They actually said, we've listened to feedback and we've improved these connectors because I think one of the main complaints about the uh, the pack was it's connected to the wand. So actually on the launch, they were saying, don't worry, we've actually really put some thought into that this, this time. I think they said they were like screw-on connectors. So they're, they're less yeah, they're like proper the XLR connectors. Yeah, so mm -hmm. um, I guess like you'll be able to you know, swing your trap around your head by the cable and stuff. So. <laughs> Uh, please don't send us uh, send us complaints about. Oh, you told us we can swing around our heads. It'll be hilarious to watch. It's definitely though. okay. Yeah. Spores, mold, and fungus podcast said swing your traps around your head. It'll work yeah. fine. In fact, send us those videos and we'll rate the best <laughs> ones. And then, and then Tony can put on his Instagram page. So, so Tony, since uh, since this has been released. Um, You've been posting a load of stuff on your Instagram page, and it, it's it's still perhaps one of the most followed Ghostbusters-related pages on Instagram at the moment. How's that been going for you? Yeah, it's, it's been all right, actually. It's, it's an interesting thing because uh, it dropped off a bit. Um, and even Ghostbusters Day over the summer, you know, didn't pick things up again. It really, like, it felt like... Uh, at Ghostbusters had had its day as far as like people outside of our community goes, and, and Halloween mm. came along and Halloween picked a few things up. I must admit, um, but yeah, the, the launch of the Haslab, I suddenly had a lot more people asking me what I thought of it, just from even from the minute it was it was launched, and then the trailer drop has just been you know making things go a bit more crazy on Instagram. So I don't know, I don't know if Instagram is becoming a bit of a forgotten platform. <laughs> Unless there's something to show. Oh, don't say that. <laughs> um, we probably should mention that Tony, I believe, is the UK's number one Ghostbuster influencer on Instagram. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I believe he's the most followed Ghostbuster in the UK. So, yeah. Oh, there we go. It's kind yeah. of a big and deal. that's just on the streets. Yeah. Hasbro are going to send me any free stuff. <laughs> or that, you know, Ghostcore wants to send me anything or anything like that. No. <laughs> I think they definitely should sponsor you some way. You know, you, you, you're flying the flag pretty high. I did get an sure, invite. Should have got a cameo for that. Yeah, I did get an invite to an event that's happening in London on Wednesday night. Probably after this has gone out, but uh, yeah, I live in the north. I can't get down to London on a, on a Wednesday night. Bring the party <laughs> to me. Bring it to me. I said they should at least put it up north for you. That, that's just considerate, isn't it? <laughs> 
So uh, there's two in the box um, on the Hasbro thing. So we've got a Ghost Trap and we've got a PKE. I'm quite excited about the PKE meter because they've put an actual, uh, an innovative real-life EMF detection mode in it. Now, I'm hoping that I can push a button and I can detect ghosts in my flat because I'm pretty sure I'm haunted. Um, but that's pretty exciting, isn't it? That people, um, I say people in, in air quotes, you can't see me, um, but adults who like to dress up as Ghostbusters can now run around and detect ghosts. If one was into uh, ghost hunting, as it were, and wanted to buy a, a real EMF detector, uh, how much would that cost one? That's a good question. Let's have a look. I'll she'll use the power of the internet. Because I'm guaranteeing what's been put in that Hasbro. More than three <laughs> so um, there, I've just put an EF, EMF meter into uh, the Googleage, and uh, there's quite a range of different qualities and different prices. And the first one is on Amazon for 18 quid. And then uh, you can get the one next to it is £162, and then the next one is £134. So they, they can range. I don't know whether or not that's just quality or the range that you can detect, whether or not you have yeah. to be shoulder to shoulder with a ghost to be able to see it. Who knows? It's probably anyway. a Zach Baggins uh, sponsorship involved in one of those more expensive ones. <laughs> but nonetheless, it's something that we've not had in... Uh, I mean, we've only had the Matty Collector uh, PK beforehand, and before that it was the, the real Ghostbusters multi-plastic one from the 80s, which I still got somewhere. Um, so they're getting better and better with what they do, and I'm quite excited to have the um, the new mode as well that we saw in Ghostbusters Afterlife, the stun mode as well. Taser mode, there we go. Spengler upgrade is what they've got on the uh, on the website. That's quite impressive so, that they've managed to do both modes in one, because uh, that's something yeah. that even the screen use props didn't have. Absolutely. Are they mm. using the word taser, or have taser come down on them hard with the copyright yet? Yeah, well, it so. says taser mode, and I'm not Ooh, sure okay. whether or not taser is, uh, if it's a brand, is it spelled with a Z? taser's a brand, yeah. Well, they've spelt taser, T-A-S-E-R, so I don't know whether or not okay. that is the correct word. Just round it, yeah. Yeah. I'm, Who knows? I'm more impressed I don't, I don't deal with these things. I'd be more impressed if it had a real taser built into it than an EMF. <laughs> <laughs> So when kids get too grabby with your gear, just haze them. Get off! There, there will be there will be people over the pond who have got access to this sort of thing on the market who will who will retrofit a taser. I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be I'd be great to see if one works. Don't want to see one working, but just to see the sparks fly between the uh, between the fins would be great. So yeah, that's it. That's uh, that's the Hasbro Pulse. Um, Hasbro Pulse Plasma Series HasLab 2 in a box Ghost Trap and PKE meter we've still got 28 days 9 hours and 52 minutes as of this recording so if you can do maths you'll know when and uh, what time we're recording this podcast um, so yeah Toby get on with that and uh, and back it for goodness sake well it's really hit his 12,000 to do it so you know I'm just a drop in the ocean so it means you'll get a shitty holster with it now if I back it so you know <laughs> Well, we all know who to come to to get a holster, don't we? I mean, that's possibly why I might back it, just to be honest, and get one and then make a better trap holster, because the one they've they've promoed looks hot garbage, to be quite blunt. But yeah, we'll see. <laughs> there you go, you heard it first here. So, let's move on to more important news. Um, we had a trailer drop last week, and uh, my initial reactions is pretty damn good. What else do we think? I'm just going to say, initial reactions, I'll go around the room. We haven't heard much from Dave yet, so we'll start with you. A couple of words, what do you think on the trailer? Uh, 
personally, I, I'm I'm feeling indifferent about it. Oh, um, okay. Yeah, I think it looks like uh, something we've not had before from a Ghostbusters film. Um, it kind of looks a bit more of a like disaster movie type feel thing. Um, yeah, and I'm sort of uh, reserved to see if that will work in the Ghostbusters setting. Um, but you know. That said, the trailer does look fantastic, so I'm confident that they'll pull it off. But you know, we we will time will tell. But that's that's more than two words, okay. so I'll shut up. Now. We'll, we'll put a tack in that, and we'll we'll dive deeper into that in a second. Stuart, what are your initial reactions on the trailer? Yeah, well, I'm kind of reserving judgment as well. I did enjoy most of what I saw, but it does leave more questions than anything else. Um, I did as think it, it felt do. very much like uh, the real Ghostbusters. Which then was yeah. confirmed that the, they said they were basically going for an hour-long episode of the real Ghostbusters in tone. So we'll see what happens. But like I say, I'll reserve, reserve judgment because there's, there's only so much you can tell from a two-minute trailer. Absolutely. Tony, what do you think? Yeah, I, I really liked it. A couple of things. It, it doesn't give a lot away. It's premise and a lot of headshots. But uh, one of the things that struck me was the scale of it. Dave mentioned disaster movies. This is seemingly like all of New York is is frozen over, whereas uh, previous films we had the the, the high-rise, the museum, um, in an afterlife it was the mine and then the farmhouse, whereas this seems like massive in scale. I also think like a premise in a headshot trailer is really good because it doesn't give too much away, but I started to do a bit of a count and we've got the OGs, We've got the the Spengler family and their friends, presumably over from Oklahoma for a visit. Uh, and then we've got lots of new faces. We've got Patton Oswald, uh, James A. Caster, and we know that Annie Potts is going to be in it. Uh, I believe it's it's mm-hmm. not a, a spoiler to say that a certain uh, Dickless uh, counsel is going to be in it. So <laughs> it's going to be huge, right? This is going to be multi-stranded, and, and, and I worry about that. I just worry that it's, it's too much to contain. Oh, okay. Right, we'll move on to Toby. So I, I like the trailer. I was I was pretty stoked with it. Um there's a few bits that, you know, maybe reserve judgment on you know, but um yeah, I think it looks like it'll be a rollicking good fun. Um you know, yeah. so there, there's I mean tons to try and unpack out of it and you know, people pouring over screenshots and trying to decipher name tags on James A. Caster's jacket <laughs> and you know, um <laughs> Someone's identified that the, the patch on Lucky's flight suit seems to have a cog on it. Um, right. So maybe playing into like Zedmore Industries. I was talking to Stuart about this yesterday. He mentioned it. Um, so yeah, maybe there's you know kind of different strands of the Ghostbusters going on in there. Um, if people saw some of the leaked artwork that dropped a few months ago, it was very quickly taken back off the internet. Um, that kind of plays into some of that kind of stuff as well. So yeah, I'm, I'm kind of I'm looking forward to it. Um, mm. I'm not sure I'll watch any more trailers. I didn't with Afterlife because I wanted to go in fairly kind of fresh and, and not too much in the way of spoilers. So that might be it for me in the way of trailers now. I might avoid any further trailers, but we'll, we'll see. See see how long you last on that. <laughs> I managed so, to do with Afterlife, so, you know. Oh, well, yeah, well, 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 yeah. Power. <laughs> What's them all afterwards? <laughs> Sorry, the second Afterlife trailer, you're right, Tobes, did give practically the end in a way. Not the whole uh, Egon reveal. Yeah. would give the whole Zool, um, Gozer and all that and just being at the farmhouse and 
and did you miss us? And you're like, oh, no, so the OGs are back. And it's, you know, it was just all a bit too much. Yeah, I suppose before then it was it was purely speculation and, and hearsay uh, as to whether or not uh, they were going to be there. And there were some pictures that have flown around as well. But when you see them in the trailer, it's like, okay, that, well, that's ruined that surprise. I mean, I was a bit sort of saying that the trailer, I worry that it's going to be too big and too many characters. And there's a whole thing like when yeah. the X-Men films got so big, they started having to kill people off quickly early on in the film so that there was less people to deal with. Uh, and you worry that it's going to be something like that. I've already heard rumours that, you know, is Venkman going to have his hand solo moment uh, on the bridge with, uh, with, the, that. with a lightsaber? I don't know. But it could be that <laughs> it's, it's just clipped and contained or that some of these roles are just cameos. But I will say I did really enjoy it. Um, I watched it for the first time when it launched. first uh, was really shown uh, with my wife. I said, oh, that looks really good. My wife says... I hope they're not going to ruin Ghostbusters, which is what her <laughs> as long as they keep it. Was. As long as they keep it character so, so focused, will be all right. Yeah, that's what made Afterlife yeah. work so well. If it's not just about the spectacle, then I think we don't have too much to worry about. But we'll, we'll have to wait and see. <laughs> yeah. So, so Tony, are you speculating that uh, halfway through the film, um, Oscar randomly turns up with the proton pack on and shoots <laughs> Fenkman in the chest? <laughs> Is that what, there's a sort of thing you're thinking of. I'm going to be honest. I, I wouldn't be averse to some of the OGs being killed off. Um, yeah. You know, I think they need to kind of. I thought after the last one, that would be it. We wouldn't see them again. It would just mm. go into the Spengler family. So, um, yeah, you know, you want. I think that kind of killing someone that's near and dear to your heart gets you more emotionally invested. And, you know, so I don't, I don't know if it'd be a bad idea to kill someone off. See, that would kill me off. I wouldn't film. want to watch the next one after that. If they physically <laughs> killed them off. Yeah, you always want that little bit of hope that they come back. But, you know, it's Ghostbusters, so mm. ghosts are, are real in this, and then they can come back. We've already seen Egon as a ghost, so. Kill Bill Murray. Spoiler alert. He gets, he gets to hang around yeah. the firehouse as a ghost, like Slimer. He's the new Slimer. <laughs> 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 Turns into a green blob, lovely. Because then you can just fully see giant. You don't even need it exactly. there, do you? So That's you know, true. Like he has to grumpily come over to wherever it's being filmed again. Um, Although, yeah, hang on, we're kind of traveling into on. that sort of goth, uh sort of area. Then we don't like Bill Murray when he's uh, a CG animal. So let's <laughs> let's just go with that. Chris Pratt's taking all the fun <laughs> there. Anyway. <laughs> So let's uh, let's sort of dive a bit deeper into the trailer and a bit a bit deeper into your individual thoughts on on most things. So it, it opens up, I think, quite quite well, and we've, we've spoken about it. I think Dave mentioned about it being um, sort of disaster film like. Uh, and we open up on the uh, the Statue of Liberty to Banana Rama, which is always fun to hear that sort of soundtrack on a Ghostbusters film. I think it sort of it works. It worked with Afterlife, and it's obviously worked with the with the other two as well. Um, but we, we very quickly see scenes of um, New York, which I think uh, it feels like the opening of Ghostbusters 2 for me, seeing these scenes in New York, um, and a little bit like Afterlife where we see Oklahoma as well. But then we see this beach scene, and it all seems fairly nice. People are having their summer holidays, and then we see this cloud coming over, which is very much like 2012 or the day after tomorrow. We then start seeing spikes come out this coming out the ground so this is obviously the big bad any speculation as to what's going to go on after this it's going to get cold <laughs> <laughs> I think that's fairly obvious um, I mean, 
I know. I'm, I'm on the money, mate. I'm, I'm bang on it. Um, I don't. <laughs> I mean, again, I mean, if you saw the leaked artwork, there was some some fairly kind of good sketched artwork that seems to tie into the trailer around what the big bad's going to look like. Yeah. So, um, yeah, you know, it's. Um, I don't want to give too back much of People haven't seen that. Yeah. So, yeah, you saw but, the back of the head and kind of holding the horns on or something seemed to be the the thing. So, um, yeah, I was, but, there's been some stuff floating around around. So I was going to say the speculation on who the big bad is because we only sort of saw the horns being attached. Is it one of the main cast? Does someone from the main cast uh, get right, okay. possessed and become sort of possessed or something? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, that's better yeah, than be. seeing it. See, yeah, I mean, there's, there's been a few things. <laughs> yeah, there's been a few <laughs> things about um, like real Ghostbusters characters that had like big horns or yeah. things like that as well. So people going, oh, you know, are they like a version of that and um, things like that. So it'll be interesting to see if it's something that's already in kind of the, the wider Ghostbusters universe or if it's like a totally new big bad. Yeah, and, and we've seen on uh, on X slash Twitter um, this last week um, that Kamala Najani has uh, spoken out to say that um, this film has been influenced by real Ghostbusters. Um, we had that before with uh, Answer the Call, uh, with the 2016, where um, they were influenced by bits from real Ghostbusters. So uh, that could be uh, a very big thing. And we've there's been a lot of speculation on social media, a lot of... Um, Images flying around where people are piecing things together, like the big bad with the uh, with the horns. Um, there's bits where in the trailer we see the lions of the, uh, the New York Public Library have come to life, and there's bits in the real Ghostbusters where we see that as well. Um, and also, we won't mention the red jackets. We'll mention that later. <laughs> but that's also appeared in real Ghostbusters. Anything else? I can't think of. No, didn't think so. Right, moving on. <laughs> I got <laughs> I that lions. Bit. I thought the lions bit was. And I think I've nicked this from someone else who said it to me, but just it all felt a bit too Jumanji, the lions coming together. Yeah. Uh, and I was yeah, like, it yeah. did. Well, that's and a message to Rogers Neighbourhood as well. Yeah. <laughs> and some of the ice didn't look great as well, so I was kind of like hoping uh, some of the CGI is going to get cleared up. But as uh, Toby and I were discussing the other day, it's due for release in like four months' time, isn't it? So. Mm. Yeah, I mean, if you, if you look at stuff like um, She-Hulk on Disney Plus, though, they were still fettling the CGI on that after it had been released. Yeah. Because um, the feedback was like, CGI is awful. So they were like, I don't know, you know, whipping, you know, whoever to, to you know, be working 24-7 and gussy it up. So maybe they'll kind of, you know, I'm sure the, you know, Ghost Core and Sony and whoever are keeping tabs on, the views on social so they might kind of go yeah feedback hasn't been great on the cgi maybe we need to put you know a bit of overtime in on there so yeah hopefully they'll kind of finesse that a little bit i think so trailers uh they tend to have a really rushed um visuals coming out anyway so this trailer might have been done you know weeks months ago because the film was originally meant to be coming out in december <laughs> Mm. Um, so bits of the trailer may have been done way before, uh, and yeah, so hopefully they'll they'll tweak things before then. They've got plenty of time anyway to to tweak CGI and stuff like that. But speaking of CGI, we know that the film was filmed uh, over here in London uh, at a studio that someone's going to shout out now for me. Winish, that's the one. Thank you for that. Um, where they they built uh, a pretty much full sized um, firehouse um, indoors. Uh, and so speaking of CGI, in the trailer, we see these icicles coming up from the floor. And the first shot that we see of the firehouse is it covered in ice. And it looks pretty spectacular. I'm pretty, you know, I'm pretty stoked about seeing that on the big screen. 
Yeah, there's interesting. Yeah, I mean, the, the set- was a photograph of Jason Reitman and Gil Keenan in the firehouse when it was being built, and they're leaning against a sort of a, a beam, a main beam, and written in marker pen down the side side of it, it said the uh, firehouse version one, which mm. led people to speculate, mm. like, hmm, is there going to be a version two? And obviously, that's the the ice trashed mm. version. Um, yeah, absolutely. Oh, I don't clock that, so yeah, that's interesting to know. Yeah, and I think um, judging by the trailer, I mean, um, the trailer could we could be seeing like a very small portion of the film in the trailer, but certainly a lot of the trailer is um, very firehouse heavy. We're seeing a lot of the indoors of the firehouse, so um, we, we see bits of like the floor being ripped up um, as the icicles come um, towards the Ector One. We see the doors flying off, and then presumably the big bad we see floating through yep. the doors. Um, so there's going to be a lot of stuff inside, which looks great. We also see um, Phoebe as well by the fire pole with what looks like ice all around her shoulders across the floor. So they may get frozen in. We have a session with Finn when he's firing the proton I mean, packs in the attic. We seem to talk a lot about these eyes that we keep seeing. And um, I think everyone seems to be missing a very important part here. And a very a, a Ooh, vital character that yeah. people keep seeming to overlook, which is Janosch. Now, you remember when he had the eyes when he was floating through the fucking sky with the, with the bush gear? I'm telling you, no one's, no one's picked up on this yet. It's Janosch. So he was just in the neighborhood he's again. Gonna come through those doors. He's going to come through the doors and be like, why are your game? You wait. <laughs> i tell you what, if that happens, I, I don't know what I'll think because in Afterlife, no, uh, people said that we're going to see a ghost Egon. Stop. People said we're going to see a ghost Egon, and I was like, no, we're not going to do a ghost Egon. That's just too cheesy, and, and sure enough, it happened, and I quite enjoyed it. So if Janosch appears, then uh, I might have to owe you a drink or something, Dave. Um, I don't think it's Janosch. <laughs> I was just jostling. I was talking to uh, my buddy Dan Lynch the other day, um, and he pointed out that the, the shot at the end where they're you know, all the Spenglers and, and Gary lined up in their lovely red jackets. Come on to that. Um, <laughs> it looks to be on the rooftop of the firehouse. Yeah. Mm. A few bits, if you kind of look, it looks like they're, they're on the kind of front edge of the fire or an edge of the firehouse there. So, um, yeah, it's, it's cool. They're kind of be using the whole firehouse rather than just that kind of little ground floor set that we, we originally saw. And I think that going back yeah. to what I was saying about location and, you know, the first one being the high rise, second one, the museum, I think the, this one will be the firehouse. That will be where the show came, showdown takes place. You know, it'll be all over New York, but the big bad and the Ghostbusters will clash at the firehouse. If you ask me. So, does that potentially mean that we could see the destruction of the firehouse? Okay. Um, Again, another well, character well, biting the dust. Roof blown, said his roof blown off once already, right? Yeah, uh, oh, that's and, funny. And, he survived that, didn't it? Yeah, going back to what I was saying about um, Kumal, Kumal and Anjini and his um, and his role, and like the, whether the big bad is one of the characters. And I, I don't think this is a spoiler because it's out there. Um, ages ago, when he was talking about his role, he said, "I can't really say much about the character except something about my appearance is different in it." And then yes. the character really does move the world on forward quite a bit. So. You know, potentially, he could actually end up being the big bad or like possession or something like that. 
Yeah. Saying, we've not seen anything of um, Emily Allen Lind yet either. Yeah, we have no. She's obviously you know on the kind of main cast as well. So yeah, it'd be interesting to see kind of where she fits in. Is she related to the big bad and or yeah. something different? I don't know. Yeah. Well, Billy There's Atherton, one shot maybe, in particular. Maybe oh Peck yeah. Turns and gets possessed. I don't know. Well. <laughs> I, I do want to see a showdown between him and Vakeman and, you know, finally put to bed their relationship, you know. So lots, lots of speculation he's maybe going to be the mayor now, so, yeah. Well, oh, so. That, that, could be, that could be quite yeah, funny to he, watch. Has he gone, has he I elevated would really love to see the, the at some point, though. I think that would be a really good thing for him to sort of um, just randomly appear. Um, there was something he has... Like really acting, like, isn't he? He's done some stuff in the last year or two, hasn't he? So... Yeah, the opportunity they had, I feel, really was at the end of um, Afterlife when, you know, um, Wisdom was sort of sitting down and having a chat with uh, Janine. And it could have been just perfect for him to come over and just drop some paperwork off or something, you know, because obviously mm-hmm. he's his accountant and then obviously Winston now sort of in the big money man. So, yeah, it would have just been that that little bit would have made it just that extra bit sweeter. But I hope I hope that he sort of like dips his nose in for like just... 10 seconds that for me would make it something special the rest of it could be shit yeah. but if he'd appeared that would be it for me I'd be like yes <laughs> him and Janosch <laughs> yeah there's are, uh, there's one favorite. shot in particular on the trailer that uh, I, I want us to maybe have a, a quick quick discussion about because it's probably the most bizarre shot in the whole trailer everything else we've we've seen before in Ghostbusters you know or, or similar stuff but this particular shot is when Pat Oswald is talking about um, about people freezing to death in the middle of July. And we see this one shot, which is very low light. Um, it's almost blue. We see icicles in it, and we've got this one guy sort of stretching his arm out, and he's, he's very clearly frozen. And there's another guy standing in front of him looking at him. And the reason why I'm saying this is bizarre, because if you look at the, sort of the scene and the mise-en-scene and, and what they're wearing, this is not of the same time, of course, but this is not present day. This is, yeah, again, that was kind of leaked in the, the yeah. uh, concept art. Um, I don't know how much you want to say mm. about that, but uh, yeah. Um, I'll go, well, go ahead. I, I well, don't care. Apparently, it's, like. uh, it's a flashback. Here's spoilers, leave. <laughs> <laughs> apparently, that's a flashback to the early 1900s, and it looks like it's in the firehouse. So like, I think we can take from that what we will. The thing about the trailer and, and the scale of it is. Um, McKenna Grace and, and um, Logan Kim don't seem to feature in the trailer much, whereas I felt like obviously the the last movie Afterlife was very much about them. Everybody else was secondary to that. This this feels more like Paul Rudd's vehicle, and uh, Carrie Coon features a lot more in the trailer as well. Mm-hmm. Again, might be a balanced thing, might be just what they chose to show us. Um, but yeah, it seems to be more about Paul Rudd and Carrie Coon in this trailer. They could be pulling a Force Awakens where um, they sort of don't feature who the actual main characters are, and then try and sort of like spin it a little bit to be someone else who's not the character. So you never know. Absolutely. So there's one, there's, uh, another couple of shots as well. Um, I'm just I'm flicking through the trailer and finding some some really nice bits. Uh, we see a good shot of um, the containment unit, which obviously we last saw as a uh, sneak preview at the end of uh, Afterlife, um, and the walls seem to be. Um, exploding, imploding. They're doing something. They're breaking apart, like we saw the uh, in the original Ghostbusters um, when they shut it off, uh, which is interesting. But then we see this the back, the back of the big bad, sort of almost plugging his horns back in. 
Um, and uh, if you've read the synopsis of the new film, um, it talks about an artifact uh, and uh, something that the Ghostbusters have. So there's speculation that this horn that he's plugging back into his head is potentially the artifact. What do we think about that? That's just a pretty safe bet. Um, yeah. There's one one scene in the trailer. We'll probably get to it, but um, Kamal opens a kind of secret doorway inside a a stock room or a cupboard or something, and it's gilded uh, walls. Mm. So maybe it's been stored there or something. I don't know. That's a good good call. It, uh, it does remind me of um, Tenacious D in the Pick of Destiny because <laughs> that's the yeah. storyline for that. You know, they've got this, <laughs> they've got the the devil's tooth, and he puts it back in. And that's it. So yeah, maybe they have to uh, write the best song in the world at the end of the. Uh, the film Blues Brothers tie-in nah it'll just be a tribute <laughs> it'll be a tribute <laughs> nice one then <laughs> straight after on that one when, when Kamali opens the say again Tony when Kamali opens the secret door it's a massive product placement for Bounty Kitchen Roll just putting that out you know like shelves full of Bounty Kitchen Roll nothing else yeah yeah. We, we, yeah so why would you have a secret door um, to a stockroom. Is it maybe just where they kept the toilet roll during the pandemic? They were, you know, they were <laughs> stockpiling bounty toilet roll and you know, filled it up with that. And, yeah. Yeah. Didn't want people, if people broke in, they didn't want them finding this toilet roll stash. <laughs> Uh, another thing that we see in the trailer is uh, we see Lucky, and uh, she appears to be in front of some technology of some kind, which is a speculation of this secret laboratory that we've also read about in the in the synopsis of the film. Um, and this is where um, I think we've already mentioned that uh, she's potentially wearing a jacket and something looks like the Nose Ghost logo on the arm, but Toby, you said earlier that it might be something else. Yeah, so Stuart mentioned this last night when we were talking. Um, someone's ID'd it or like zoomed in or something on GB fans. It looks like it's a cog um, mm. with, with a No Ghost like in a, in, in a red cog. Um, so that kind of lends into some kind of maybe Zen yeah. or Industries type <laughs> thing, um, you know, like a developmental arm. With, obviously, we've got James Acaster in as their like tech geek guy. Mm. Um, I'm assuming he's not doing a US accent. If any of you listen to uh, yeah. Menu, he, he absolutely <laughs> did not do an American accent. So no. I'm assuming we're going to get like his nice broad Kettering accent. You know, so um, yeah, that'll be interesting to see quite how they do that. They're going to dub him or something because God love him. <laughs> I, I, I enjoy his comedy, but his accent is not the one. It'll um, be Darth Vader all over again, sort yeah, of yeah. dubbing out Dave Prowse. Um, <laughs> but actually, what I will say is, I, I I didn't know what to expect when I heard that he was going to be in the film. I'd be like, yeah, he's fantastic. He's you know, he's a great British comedian i've not seen him act mm-hmm. at all so i don't know what that's going to be like i hope he's going to be really funny as he is on stage but his look i think he looks pretty cool actually he's got his he's got his geeky glasses on that uh, most of us are wearing on the on the podcast you know and uh he's got um bleached blonde hair well if, if, if you look close, closely he's bleached, wearing the same he's almost kind of ginger of jacket thing he's lucky and apparently it's a new black flight suit oh I would like a new black flight suit just so I don't have yeah, to get a navy black, one from Ghostbusters. Black flight suit is, is the word some, from yeah, some, some people. insider knowledge. <laughs> um, some people. <laughs> some people who shall re- remain nameless, but yeah, someone I was talking to yesterday told me that they've seen some, some pictures and it does appear to be a, a black flight suit, brass zippers and yeah, kind of pockets and stuff, but with these uh, you know new no-ghost logos. So yeah, that'll be, be an interesting one. You know, no, so it's like we can only have one to say, you wait. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well. So, 
<laughs> speaking of uh, speaking of Magnolian and costumes and uh, new flight suits and new attire, right at the end of the trailer, we see a shot of four of them. We see Paul Rudd and, and the rest of them uh, looking rather spectacular in the in the internet sensation that has been this week. No, no, of no these one's red interested jackets. in that. Let's just move on. And uh, okay, fair enough. There we go. Um, it's got quite a nice No Ghost logo on the on the wrong arm. Um, which looks like a black one, but uh, yeah. If you want, uh, if you want to get yourself something for Christmas, get yourself a red jacket, and that's all we'll say on the matter. Yeah, only only eleven hundred pounds for an inaccurate one, because apparently they were heavily modified as well for filming. So yeah. I can't wait to start seeing everything next summer, because by the time the film comes out, it will be summer. So you're wearing these massive Parker jackets in the middle of July, like especially ice. I'm over in New York. This, this, like you know, everything's frozen, so they're wearing these jackets, and you have dorks wearing them in the middle of the summer. Well, apparently they're, they're designed to, for wearing in like minus thirty degrees. So Sheesh, they're like uh, Here we go then. Yeah, like, convention hall. Yeah, I think I think they maybe a Canadian brand, um, but they're designed for properly cold weather. So um, yeah, I think um, again, it will be I, interesting I to see how many people we see rocking up in them next year. I defer to my wife for just calling out the obvious because I was pointing out with some excitement that these jackets were intended for the Arctic and able to withstand temperatures of like minus 40 degrees Celsius. So it's really accurate that they're using them in the film, right? Because New York's frozen over. And my wife says, yeah, but they're open and they're not wearing hats. <laughs> 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 they're not gloves on. They're wearing gloves. I think some of yeah, Carrie's got some yeah, weird gloves on at some point. Orange gloves, maybe. Got yeah. Yeah, yeah, in the shot I'm looking at, at the end, they're not. They're very right. They're, they're, they're open yeah. and uh, not wearing headwear. If you notice in that there. tiny shot, they've all got tiny hands for some <laughs> I mean, reason. That last shot. Okay, uh, metal <laughs> barrels on a proton one. You're going to get oh, yeah. stuck to your proton one there. Yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. So, yeah. you're yeah. going like, to be like skin off your hands and stuff. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, don't lick it. Podcast isn't licking his proton one. So. Let's talk about the the proton packs because we've seen very little of them in the um, in the trailer. But what we have seen is some rather nice, I think, uh, upgrades to the proton pack. That I have, uh, I'll reserve the right uh, of my opinion uh, until I see the film properly because there are some things on it I just I don't like. Um, but on the whole, I do like I like the yellow. Um, that we see uh, a yellow panel on the side of the proton gun. We also see a new um, bumper on the back of the proton pack, which has uh, been lovingly called yeah, the thong. Cyclothong. Because it's got now cyclothong. Got the cyclothong. <laughs> brilliant. So I, can't, I can't claim credit for that. I can. Someone else can. <laughs> That's brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> the, I think probably, it was about 15 yeah. people came up with it or claimed to have come up with it anyway. But yeah. <laughs> Unless it's great minds, maybe. The one, the one thing I, I don't like, um, uh, from what I've seen in the trailer, is the mm. caution stripe on the side of the Broughton pack. And the reason why I don't like that is because it works really well on the trap because you don't want to tread on the trap because it's going to open. That's why there's caution stripe there. It's practical. As far as I'm aware, having caution stripe on the side of a Broughton pack without any other reasoning for it isn't practical. So that's why I'm a bit My only reason for any of these upgrades is um, maybe Pex kind of mandated them as a health and safety thing. Um, other than that, I can't really yeah. think of any reason for I'll, them. I'll grant that. Well, yellow is a very uh-huh. war, it's, it's a warning colour, you know. I mean, used used around things. So yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe Peck has put some um, 
maybe Epoch is in this film, and there's some yeah. um, new regulations they've got to uh, they've got to abide by. So yeah, I, I would live with that, and that would be that'd be a good choice. Um, Dave, are you uh, thinking about popping any of these upgrades onto your uh, onto your packs at all? Um. <laughs> <laughs> Put it on the spot there. We've talked about this already. I know Dave's opinion. <laughs> go, go for it. Don't hold back. Oh, well, listen. Well, that's, okay. all, that's all from Dave. Dave. Cheese. You can get your hands on. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you. Don't open that gate, Mark. No one wants that horse to go running you out guys, of like, yeah, like that. Trust me. <laughs> you guys, particularly Toby, um, Stuart, and, and Dave. Are, are the prop guys right? You, you, you. I look to you for knowledge on the props. One of my sort of hot takes on the new pack was: so the Spangler pack was a repair job, right? It was a, a proton pack mm. that had been in a and in, in, in the wars. It had been through the mill. It had been like bashed about. The hose had to be replaced. We've got the gas mask hose on there. There was a new heat sink on the side. There was all these like little bits of tape and the the the, the cable gaskets just trying to hold the thing together, right? Supposedly these are brand new proton packs, but a lot of those features are still there. A lot of those yeah. repaired, yeah. which doesn't make a lot of sense it. to me, but there we go. Um, yeah, I mean, I suppose. I mean, I suppose things like the cables around the clip bar valve and stuff in the pack unless they were genuine kind of upgrades that Egon made to I was say, like, you know, the functionality I, so you know there's, yeah, there doesn't appear to be the shitty tape over everything but I wouldn't see them as um, as repairs I would probably say what's going on over time is that he sort of upgraded it and made it like uh, higher powered I guess um, by doing these these little bits there are bits that definitely look like it's um it's sort of been cobbled together to sort of carry on being used, but I think some of it definitely sort of lends it to being more upgrades. And I think maybe what they've done, because obviously they turned up with their old packs in at the end of Afterlife, um, mm -hmm. is they've obviously sort of then taken inspiration from what Egon had done with that pack and then applied it to theirs, which is why maybe they all seem to be now having these additional upgrades or whatever else. Don't really know. I'm not a big fan of them personally. I wasn't a massive fan of the Phoebe pack, but... Um, people like it i so. think most of us here are kind of purists when it comes to those okay. yeah, and some of the additions are nice but um yeah uh, i'll be interested to see where they go with it but it's, it's not for me currently yeah no. I'm, I'm sort of with tony on this one um i always saw the phoebe pack as the pack that egon had and you know over the years that he had that one proton pack i know he made he made some other ones to go in the uh to keep zool at bay um but yeah, this is a problem. Like he had to try and keep going with with minimal uh, equipment, um, and so we see these things. It's almost like um, bits he's bolted on on the side. Almost like it reminds me of yep. the DeLorean from Back to the Future Part Three, where he's put that um, that big microchip on the front of the car. That's what it reminded me of. You know, he can't make anything smaller, so he's just bolted stuff on the outside. But yeah, to see um, some of the images that have come out, um, I can't think of who it was. It was a gamer. They put uh, a video on uh, on Instagram or TikTok. It was Instagram because I'm I'm old. I didn't look at TikTok. Um, but there are some really good images if you want to go and have a look at it on there. But there are some stuff, some things that, that have come out from the Spengler pack from Afterlife. As you mentioned, the uh, the cables that come off the um, off the clipard valve and uh, and there's a the heatsink on the side. Um, but one thing I quite like on the new pack, and one thing I like about the new pack that they've done is they've reduced the profile of it. 
So they've taken the iron arm and they've sort of um, bent it in 90 degrees onto the proton pack, and they've also reduced the um, the shock mount as well on the front, and sort of almost tried to make it flatter. Uh, anyone else notice that? Yeah, it's only kind of like maybe four or five ribs, I think, on the, the shock mount. Um, the iron arm, hmm, not sold on it. I like the aesthetic of the iron arm. It balances, provided for me, it provided a bit of kind of balance to the mm. other side with the, the wand mounted. Um, it provided that kind of visual kind of balance there, I thought. Um, yeah, with the, the brass rod, or copper rod rather. Um, you know, a bit of visual interest and stuff there. So yeah, I'm not too sold on the iron arm. Um, the bumper's grown on me, certainly, I'll, I'll say that. When I first saw it, I was really like, oh, God, like yellow caution tape. <laughs> um, but, yeah, the bumper's definitely growing on me. Um, uh, the wand, I'm not really sold on the big slab of cheese under the heat sink. Um, mm-hmm. And the grip, it's, it's a modified AK-47 pistol mm. grip. Um, and I, it looks terribly uncomfortable. Um, I'm like, it doesn't look like it would be sort of comfortable to hold the way you'd hold the one so yeah um, I don't know maybe I need to get hold of one from somewhere and try it out and see how it is to hold but yeah the, the one I'm not too sold on yet I'd be interested to see what other tech we get and obviously with the whole Zedmore Industries thing and you know mm-hmm. mentioned Lucky and, and James Acash and stuff I'm assuming there's going to be new stuff here um, it looks like in one scene in the trailer there's some kind of arm mounted kind of proton wand type thing yeah, um, you just see kind of from the back of yeah. I can't remember it's Stu is it it's not podcast is it oh it is podcast yeah so it looks like he's got something kind of arm mounted so maybe kind of a little bit of a throwback maybe there to Extreme Ghostbusters with Kylie Griffin and her kind of arm mounted chubby so um, yeah I'd be interested to see what new tech we get you know because if it's any good I'm sure there'll be you know people clamouring to build it oh absolutely and, and uh Yes, sure. You're going to have your uh, your your time cut out for you, aren't you? With uh, I imagine already trying to update the uh, the reference Not library. I've got about twenty albums you? so far, um, and uh, obviously <laughs> increase as we go along. But uh, with this one, there's been a lot more reference at an early stage, a fairly early stage than there was last time. It was kind of drawn out, so it was easier to keep a track of. Uh, this time, it's kind of all at once, but it's manageable. We've had we've had a load of stuff come out in the last week, um, just from the trailer alone, uh, and and stuff that's been released because the trailer and NDAs have sort of been lifted um, for things. So there's been a lot of wealth of information. I hope that in the next couple of months, as we as we run up to March, there'll be more stuff. There'll be another couple of trailers, no doubt, and, uh, and maybe some more behind the scenes stuff. So I bet we'll have another podcast where we'll, we'll all get together again and have another another chat. But I think we should leave that for there right now and uh and leave some stuff to speculation and uh, and chat amongst on social medias and i'll say thanks guys for coming on to the show and it's been a while yeah thanks for having us Pleasure. and uh yeah we'll look forward to the next right. one thanks see guys you see you soon interesting cheers mark love you what the hell are you doing Well, that's it for this really special episode of the Sports Modern Fungus Podcast. I hope you really enjoyed it. I certainly did. It's been great to get back behind the microphone um, to record 
uh, something special for you guys. Um, and hopefully uh, in the new year, um, we can work out a way that we can do that a little bit more regularly, especially as uh, more stuff starts to come out closer to the release of Ghostbusters Frozen Empire, which is due out in March next year. Really excited. So thanks once again to my guests, uh, Toby, Tony, Stuart and Dave. You guys are great. I love you very much. And uh, I hope to see you all soon. 